0: Welcome back to the Euketropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. And in this podcast, we're going to tackle a question that came up in the Euketropolis community just this past week that really got me thinking. It's all about harmonizing the blues scale. Stick around. So our question today comes from Andrea. And Andrea is working on the course Ukulele Jazz, which we've been getting a lot of interest in lately because the free YouTube tutorial on Ukulele Jazz for beginners kind of went viral and it's had like a quarter million views. And uh, if you haven't checked it out already, just go and check it out. Just go to YouTube and search for Ukulele Jazz and you'll get uh, two free lessons with me on uh, how to get started with jazz and just to demonstrate that jazz on the ukulele is easier than you think. So Andrea's taken the plunge, and she's actually taking the ukulele jazz course at Yuketropolis. And she's on a lesson where we're exploring the difference between diatonic and chromatic music, meaning diatonic is music that only uses the notes from within one scale, And chromatic music is music that goes outside the notes of a single scale. And very broadly, that's basically it. You've only got sort of two kinds of music, two kinds of harmony, uh, two kinds of melodies. There's either the ones that stay in the box and only use the notes of a single scale, and you've got the ones that go outside the box and use notes from outside the scale. And so... As part of that lesson, it got Andrea thinking um, about the ukulele way and what she had learned over there. One of the skills that we teach in the ukulele way is the harmonized major scale, the harmonized C scale to be exact. And that sounds like this. It almost sounds like I'm playing a piano. With the right hand playing the melody, and the left hand filling in with the chord. And I've practiced enough that I know which chord is going to sound good with which note. And that's the harmonized major scale. And it's a skill that Andrea learned in a different course called the ukulele way that's all about how to accompany yourself on the ukulele. How to make it sound like you're juggling the melody, the harmony, and the rhythm all at once. And so Andrea's thinking back to that skill that she learned in the ukulele way. And now that she's in ukulele jazz, she's saying, how do I apply that here? And it's a great question. It really got me thinking this week. And I'm just gonna read her question so that um, so that we uh, that we have that as a starting point. Andrea says, my favorite part of the ukulele way is the harmonized scale. And she says, can you suggest a harmonized blues scale in the easiest key possible, please? <laughs> okay. Andrea, as I said, this question really got me thinking. And, uh, I did reply to Andrea on the, you know, by text in this, uh, question format that we have, which is so fun because you get to ask questions right in the lesson and I get to respond. And um, that's a really nice way to interact. But sometimes there are questions like this that come up that require a little bit further explanation. And uh, that's where the podcast is perfect. So you now know what Andrea means when she says the harmonized scale. It means that you take a scale... And you take some chords and you weave them together so that they sound like two hands on the piano. And that's really handy because you automatically have associations of a note and a chord that sounds good with that note. So that if I have a I don't know, piece of random music that I find that goes like this. You've probably heard this one before. But we're just taking a simple example of a melody. And then I think to myself, well, I'd really love to strum some chords to that melody. I wonder what the chords are. Hmm, I can't find the music. Oh yeah, but I I do know the harmonized major scale and so I know not just in my head but in the tips of my fingers my fingers automatically know where to go because I practiced these uh, scale chord associations I can automatically play Fingers know where to go. That's the power of learning the harmonized scale. And that's why you put in the time. Because you don't just know the concept, you know it in your fingertips. And your fingers just go to the right places at the right time. That's why we practice. But to extend that now, Andrea's looking for that same thing with the blues scale. Well, what is the blues scale? Well, the blues scale... is a very different animal. This is not Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do anymore. It's... Which we tend to hear in jazz and in rock and roll and in really all sorts of music, of course, the blues. in any way shape or form those notes can be put together and they give you that bluesy character. Blues sounds great on an ukulele and it's really fun to play. And once you learn that blues scale which goes like this C E-flat. I love E-flat by the way. E-flat third finger on the third fret of the third string. Third on the third of the third. You can't miss that one. E-flat great note and it's in perfect position for bending. You've got a nice strong finger on that. A nice thick string under your finger. You can really give it a little bend or a wobble and that brings a whole lot of character to it. Then after that E-flat, we skip the note E, which we normally would have in a major scale. We go straight to the note F. That's the first finger on the E string. And then from here we have a little, um, a little row of notes. Three little ducks in a row. F, F-sharp on the next fret, G on the next fret. And that's very uncommon. find that in a scale three notes in a row side by side on the frets like that that's very uncommon but the blue scale is a very uncommon scale that's what makes it so fun to finish it off we go over to the uh, first string and you use your first finger on the first fret love that note B flat first on the first of the first and then we finish it off with our home note C on the third fret so from the bottom to the top go C E flat F then right beside it F sharp third finger on G B flat now and c and if you play that 999 more times you'll really get it that's what it takes you have to just obsessively play this scale not just up and down but you need to shuffle the deck you need to have fun with this thing. The, the, the blues scale, maybe more than any other scale, is a scale that just has to be jumbled up. You just have to, you just have to do it because that's the fun of it. <laughs> that's the fun of the blues scale. Take those notes. Imagine each note is like a jelly bean. You put the jelly beans in a jar and you just shake them and you see what order they come out in. And that's improvising. That's the fun of it. So shake it up, shuffle it up, and have fun with your practice until these notes are just second nature to you. And then you're really ready for Andrea's question, which is, now that I know this scale, what chords do I play to accompany that scale? Now, what we're about to do is quite a a mouthful. There's a lot of chords going to come at you. And so if you'd rather see all of this Visually, as you hear me walk you through it on the podcast, then if you're a member of Uktropolis, you can just log in, go to the community, and you'll see there tagged under podcasts. I've included a handout that shows all of the chords that I'm about to teach you in the sequence that I'm going to play them in. So you do have to be a member of Uktropolis to get that. Uh, it's entirely optional, but I think it'll help. And hey. If you're not a member, now's a good time to take a course. And when you take a course, you get access to the community. So what chords do I play? Well, this question, I have to admit, kind of stopped me in my tracks, because I've never been asked that before. And I started thinking about it, and I and I was thinking, which chord would, would sound good against a C note? Well, I know that. I'd probably play a C, or... In the bluesy context, I'd probably play C7. You can play any kind of C7 that you like. The easiest one is just first finger on the first fret of the first string. That's a nice one. So whenever I play a C note, I'm going to accompany with that C7. So far, so good. But what about when I go to E flat? Hmm. What chord am I going to play? Well, I guess your first guess would be, well, maybe E-flat, right? If I if I play a C or a C7 when I'm playing a C note, maybe I'll play an E-flat chord when I play an E-flat note. And that would sound like this. C, E-flat. Hmm. C, E-flat. That's not exactly what I was expecting, not the sound I was hoping for. I want to stay a little bit more in the key of c i want to stay a little closer to home and i know from my experience playing the blues that often the f7 chord is used at this moment the f7 chord which if you know f7 does contain that signature e flat note and if you've never played f7 before well you're in luck because it's just like an f chord that you know and love only you add that note that I talked about before, E flat, the third on the third of the third. You just add that E flat note and boom, you've got your F7 chord. I also like to add a cherry on top and put my pinky finger on the C note on that A string. So I get this nice full sounding F7 chord. In fact, that's the way I always play F7. <laughs> I don't think I ever play it without that C note on top. I just like that sound. Okay, so let's say that we're happy with that. Okay, we on the E flat note, we're going to play F7. It sounds pretty good. C, E flat, then one. Then, then on an F note... I'm just going to stay with this F7 chord. I'm already there, my finger's already on the F note. I'm just going to keep it. And now it puts me in a position, when I get to the F sharp, I can just move everything up one fret. And again, for the G7. So that very unusual little piece of the scale that goes I'm just going to use the same chord shape over and over and over because it gives me a nice slide into the G7 chord. Now this might feel kind of strange to take an F7 chord and move it up three frets so that each finger moves up one fret each time. But it's a really nice sound. You, you hear that at the beginning of like jailhouse rock, you know, like. That kind of movement from one fret to the next when you're holding the chord is pretty common in, in rock and roll and jazz and, and blues. So we're still kind of within the style, you know. And then we get to our last two notes, B flat. Now. B flat is part of the C7 chord, as you know, it's the one finger that you're holding down when you're playing C7. So I could use a C7 here, and that would sound like this, B flat, C, but I kind of feel that there's something missing. When I just play a C7 chord there on that second to last step of the scale I'm kind of missing an opportunity to do something fun Now I've already broken so many rules here <laughs> this is already so out of the box I'm already using so many chords that don't belong in the key of C that why am I gonna you know stand on ceremony why not break another rule and use another chord that doesn't really belong in the key but sounds so good and that chord is B flat seven. Oh yeah. B flat seven. That's first finger all the way across the first fret and middle finger one fret higher on the C string. The numbers from ceiling to the floor, the fret numbers would be one, two, one, one. That is B flat seven. And I think that sounds really good. On that B flat note, and the bonus, if you just move that same chord up two frets, you get your final chord of this sequence, which is C seven. Just a new way of playing it. Now I know that's a handful, isn't it? Lots of chords, but remember, if you're a member of Ukropolis, just log in, go to the community, and you'll see tagged under podcast you'll see that handout where I've laid this all out in print so you can see exactly what I'm talking about and go back and listen again follow along and you'll get this result you'll get oh yeah so now we're playing the blues scale but we're also accompanying with chords that, that support the melody of the scale. And furthermore, it's not just an abstract exercise. This is something that you can use to harmonize blues melodies that you might come across. For example, let's just say you had a, uh, a melody that went like this. That melody, that famous melody, is pulled right from the blues scale. C, E flat, F, C, E flat, F sharp, then F. Okay, all of those notes are coming out of this blues scale. Fine, but what if if that was a melody I wanted to harmonize? Now, I'm not saying that that's how it's recorded by Deep Purple on their album, but I'm saying what if that was a melody that you wanted to put chords with. Well, then you would use the answer key that you just discovered here. Which chords sound nice with which notes of the scale? Well I would say, on a C note, I play C seven. On an E flat note, F7. On an F note I just stay on F7. Etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I work out what these chords are based on the answer key that you've just discovered. And it would sound like this. Okay, now I know that's not the way that you normally hear smoke on the water. I'm just using that as a well-known example of a blues scale melody to show that it can be harmonized with chords. Now, here's another one that goes like this. Now, Sunshine of My Love is kind of cool because it uses all of the notes of the blues scale that you've just learned, including those three little ducks in a row, G, F sharp, F. So it's a great way to practice the scale uh, and to feel like you're playing a real piece of music at the same time. But what if that was a, a melody that you actually wanted to harmonize and put chords to? Well, let's go back to our blues scale harmonization. C to B flat and back again. Well, it would sound like this with the chords. Well, that sounds pretty good. And now I would use that descending G7 chord okay I like it and then the last three notes C E flat C I'll start with a C7 chord go to an F7 and then go back to a C7 the whole thing would sound Pretty good, right? Now, I'm not saying that's exactly how Cream and Eric Clapton performed this. I'm just saying here's an example of a well-known blues scale melody. And if we wanted to harmonize that, in other words, if we wanted to slap some chords on it to make it sound a little more full, well, how would we do that? And instead of reinventing the wheel for every single note and having to do sort of long division for every single step, we have this answer key in our back pockets in the form of the harmonized blues scale which shows us really good options for which scale note is going to sound good with which chord. One final thought here and that is what's interesting uh, when you compare the major scale harmonization that uh, I teach in the ukulele way is that all of the notes and all of the chords in that harmonization stay within the key of C. They're completely within the box. We've only got the C chord, the F chord, the G7 chord. That's totally diatonic. It stays within the key of C. But once you go to the blues scale, it breaks all the rules. In fact, if you look closely, you've only got one chord left that actually belongs in the key of C. Can you spot it? It's G7. Every other chord in the blues scale harmonization, C7, F7, F sharp 7, B flat 7, all of the other chords that we're using are actually from outside of the key. They're from other keys. The only one that remains is G7. And it hints a little bit at how different the blues is as an art form, as a musical style. It really comes from a very different place than sort of standard Western European harmony. And it blurs the lines continuously between major and minor, between diatonic and chromatic. And conventional music theory really struggles to hold on to a form of music like the blues and to make sense of it and so in some ways you know the best thing to do is to just feel it and surrender to the blues and to listen to a lot of blues because the blues is making its own rules the blues follows its own rules musically and those can't always be explained in the same in the same airtight way as something like, uh, you know, joy to the world, for example. And that's good. And that's fine. And that's something to enjoy and to explore and uh, not to feel like every style of music has to fit into the same box. Thank you, Andrea, for the question. It was a really interesting question. And I hope uh, you folks listening have enjoyed this uh, deeper dive into Andrea's question. Thanks for tuning in to the Euchtropolis Podcast. My name is James Hill and I'll be back again next week with another real ukulele answer to a real ukulele question from a student at euktropolis.com. In the meantime, head over to euchtropolis.com and browse our library of unique online ukulele courses. We also have an amazing, supportive online community of learners from all over the world, and you get access to that community once you become a member of the site. So head on over, and I'll see you there. Until next week, keep on strumming.